This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, whatever time of day it is, wherever you're watching, whether you're watching in Leicestershire, whether you're watching in the US of A, whether you're watching, let us know where you are watching from, in fact, today. We want to know exactly where you're watching from. My name's Phil, this is Leicester Fan TV. We've got another very special show for you tonight, live. We can get your comments on screen, so do get them in. Uh, let's get a few hellos. Mark Charles, good evening to you. Hope you're well. Matthew Bond. Is in France? Whereabouts in France are you, Matty? Doing some work, obviously driving around there. Sean is watching. So is Maz. Good evening to you. Uh, Adrian says, say hi to Bonnie Tyler for me. All right, Adrian, we'll do that. Ross Howard, good evening to you. And he's saying hi to Philip Howard. Good evening to you. Let's bring Jamie in because we are going to be joined very, very shortly by Carl Muggleton. I'm still amazed at them new graphics. You surprised me with them. I wondered what was going on. Did you like them? They were good. They were good new graphics, they were. Am I on the wrong show here? I thought, Jesus, what's going on here? I was a bit worried. Come on, Jamie. Get get Muggo in. Today, Carl Muggleton, ex-Leicester keeper, born and bred Leicester. He was YTS in 1985. Uh, He's signed uh, properly in 86. Um, David Pleat gave him his first game. Uh, He had seven loans with us. He had one with Liverpool as well. So that'd be nice to talk to him about his time at Liverpool. He played 54 games. he also saved the second penalty in the, the Blackburn playoff semi-final. When we all know what happened with David Speedy that day. And unfortunately, he was the first keeper to be sent off for Leicester in 1991 against Charlton. So I think we'd better ask him about that one if he remembers. What, what a way to start, Carl. 
the first ever <laughs> keeper to be sent off for Leicester City. I know. Cheers for that. Thanks for that. <laughs> it's, part of, it's, it's part of the history, though, isn't it? It's part of the history of it the club. So it is. Your yeah. name will be ever there. The first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, right. there's some decent things as well. <laughs> oh, there will be. There will be. Shall I get going then, Phil? Yeah, absolutely. Right. What I want to know is when you like you were in the second the reserves, the under, well, it's not under twenty ones, and it was the central league back then. Yeah, what was yeah. it like when David Pleat told you that you were going to start your first game? What kind? What, what did he say to you and the, the feelings you had being a Leicester, Leicester lad and playing for your hometown club? It was a week of build up to it because we um, we we had Martin Hodge and we had Paul Cooper. Martin Hodge was in, injured with a groin strain, and um, Paul Cooper was playing at the time. Paul Cooper then had an accident. Uh, driving home on the Saturday after the game in his car and was in the hospital. Um, so the build-up was uh, all that week, really, um, just waiting to see, because obviously at that stage I was still pretty young. You don't know if he's going to get an experienced keeper in. Um, as the weekend, week went on, um, you sort of knew you were you're going to be involved in the, t- in the team and involved in the game. So... Uh, it was a, a gradual build. It wasn't one of those where you got into the dressing room and it was, oh, you're playing today. So, uh, yeah, I had plenty of time to uh, get nervous for it and get a bit of stick <laughs> from my mates who were going to the game. Because They Colin... were asking for free tickets, were they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was, uh, but it was great. <laughs> West, Brom, West Brom away. Um, you know, a great atmosphere. We always took a, a, you know, a decent crowd there. Um, so you, you knew there was always going to be a great following there. And, a great reception once he got there and got out on the pitch. Yeah, because there's nothing better than uh, what Leicester fans love is to have a Leicester lad on there. You, uh, you know, what what age were you when you first sort of got involved with Leicester City, Carl? Um, when um, when I was at school, when I was a schoolboy, I was playing for Syston Juniors at the time, and we were uh, under 11, so we were 10, 10 year olds, um, and. Dave Richardson was the youth team manager at the time at Leicester with um, Gordon Milne, the manager, and Jerry Summers. And they'd got this idea of starting the Centre of Excellences up. They had a trial games at um, at the training ground, Beaver Drive. Um, a few few hundred kids probably went to the, the trial games, got selected from that, and ended up um, from there, there on in going on a Tuesday night or Thursday night, training with um, the likes of John Samuels. There's a fellow called Jim Wright from Burstall who was uh, you know, key in, in the uh, evening training sessions. And we, uh, we'd be in, in the summer holidays, we'd be in training for a couple of, you know, a couple of days a week or for the whole week, uh, and the evening trainings. And I carried on doing that through, throughout up until the age of 16 when I went in and, and signed as YTS. Jamie? Yeah, I was going to ask, just moving on a couple of years, there was a big game at the club. The, the No, the, no, not quite that big a game. The Oxford game in 1991. I know you I know you, you weren't actually at play, I know you didn't play that game, but you were still part of the club then. What was it like when we had to win against Oxford uh, to stop us going down into League 3 for the very first time? The, the club, it must have been a, just a bag of nerves. The whole club, players, everybody, wasn't it? Yeah, I played a part in that season as well, and it was um, it was tough. Martin Hodge eventually got fit as well, 
and played the lap part of the season. Um, and it was it was a tough run into the to the season. Thankfully, T- TJ scored the scored the goal that kept us up. So, um, and uh, Jerry um, Gordon Lee was taking the side at the end of the season because David Pleat left, obviously. And uh, it was yeah, it was a strange, strange, tough run into the season. You know, in that relegation zone, picking up points here, there, and everywhere where you could. Um, but it was uh, it was it was it was tough, and obviously, you know what a relief at the end of it. I mean, it was in the a- days of when there was only transistor radios, and everyone in the crowd didn't know what the scores were. I think it was was it West Brom Bristol no. Rovers. I think the other game, no one knew no. what was going on, and no. even though I mean, I didn't even know Tony Jones had scored because I thought it was David Kelly that scored to start off with because he went <laughs> celebrating, yeah. everyone was hugging him, but no one knew it was David. Yeah. And then it was only when we were walking out that we realised at the end of the game that everything could. Oh, it was an unbelievable feeling. I'm getting oh, goosebumps just thinking about it now. To be honest, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was- and then. Oh, <clears throat> Don't call. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, it was um, you know, great great scenes at the end, obviously, and then to uh, you know, for the for the season and then Brian Little obviously coming in and changing things around and obviously we went from strength to strength after that. I mean that was a tough watch as a fan watching David Pleat. You know, there was some not very nice uh, hand clapping going on for a long time with David Pleat. But Brian Brian Little did famously come and start that wave, as he calls it. He did come in with a breath of fresh air, didn't he, Carl? He did. It was, uh, it was great that when he came in, um, he came in and everything, the organisation was up two levels. You know, it just went from there to there and it just sort of rose through the roof. Him and um, John Gregory and Alan Evans, uh, you knew what you knew what was happening with training. You knew what was happening uh, building up to games. You knew what was happening throughout the week. It was uh, it was the it was professional level just went up another level. It was you know it was great. Yeah, Jamie. Right, I'm going to move on a couple more years. Speedy dive or no dive? Oh, definitely a dive. I felt sorry for Walshy. You know. He, he, <coughs> We, you know, we started off. Look, look back at the game. We started off all right in the game. Uh, they got a little bit of a foul towards the end of the first half, but it was, um, you know, Speedy just, you know, he, he sort of whittled his way through, and you know, a slight touch maybe from Walsh a little bit, but you know, he went down very easy. Oh yeah, definitely did. <laughs> and were you still were you at Leicester when he when he signed for Leicester? I can't, I, I'm not sure. No, I, I left that that season. That, yeah. Ah, did you have any words with him after the Blackburn game then at Wembley, or did you just say, <laughs> "Oh, well played"? <laughs> uh, I think I stayed away from him a little bit. I was uh, I was gutted <laughs> at the end of the game, obviously. I mean, Carl. Personally, what, I, sorry, I was going to say personally, Carl. You, you had a really good game that day. You, you you saved a penalty. You know, what was it like as a Leicester lad being on the pitch at Wembley in a Leicester shirt? Just talk us through it. I think the the build up. I mean, there's there's uh, the build up at the hotel, um, like people coming into the hotel and talking to us and going out training. But actually, when you get to the stadium and walking out, we walked out the tunnel and in front of us was the whole of the Leicester fans that had filled that half of the stadium. Um, where the tunnel was was the Blackburn fans, and obviously yeah. it wasn't as full there. So as you walk out, all you saw was the blue and white Leicester, and it was uh, an incredible atmosphere. It was, mind you, it was roasting that day as well. It's so hot. 
Yeah, yeah. Always is that Wembley, isn't it? Every time we've been, yeah. it's right. It's, yeah. The sun's been out, no matter what. <laughs> uh, You've mentioned about Walsh here, how unlucky he was. What was he like in the changing rooms? Because he gave the impression on the pitch of being a bit of a hard man. Was he? What was he like in the changing rooms? Did he give it like a rallying cry before the games? Oh yeah, Walsh was very vocal. He, you know, he, he g'd people up. He had to g himself up. I think that was part of himself g himself up. You always get different personalities in the dressing room. Some are quiet. Some just sit there. I think uh, well, was when I when I started, we had one. one was it? Might be Paul Ramsey who used to just lie oh, yeah. down on the bench and almost <clears> go to sleep before a game. You know, and then you know what a character he was on the pitch. He, he didn't hold anything back. No, so we people, didn't. Pe- people moved. Well, people prepared themselves for the games in in, in different ways. And uh, while she was would be, yeah, he'd be one of the people punching people on the back of the head and getting people going. He was, uh, yeah, he, he he got, you know, he wanted he wanted to win. He was a winner, and he wanted to win. Who who if uh, if Walsh was that sort of determined? Who was the <clears> joke? <throat> who were the jokers in the pack car while you were there? Then uh, from that time, I would say. Mike Newell, when he when he was there, was uh, was pretty good. Tony Spearing, he was uh, a little character at, uh, at a bit earlier on. Um, Kevin Russell, Rooster, 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 Rooster. He had, a, but he never a few, used to start uh, playing until March, though, did he? <laughs> he never used to start the season. He always used to start in March, bang a load of goals in, and take all the glory. Yeah, well, that's what Paul was doing, it. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, you have a bit of hard, you have hard work at the back. It's a bit yeah. hard work. Just on that point, yeah. in your in your time, even supporting Leicester, who do you think's been the best? I presume you do support Leicester, though. I, I forgot to ask yeah, that yeah. question. Actually, yes, oh, right, do, that's, yeah. That's a, yeah, yeah. good. That's all right. Who's been Ooh. your? Somebody asked this question. Yeah, somebody asked yeah. this question earlier. Who would be your best keeper that you've watched, or or even afterwards as well, or while you were there? Apart from yourself, of course. Well, Oh God! I mean, I would say I was really fortunate watching Mark Wallington. Yes, from uh, <clears throat> from a, the age of being a schoolboy and going down to watch games regular and and that. Um, obviously, Schultz before that, Peter Shilton, um, to to see him train and how he worked was uh, was incredible. You know, just from going down the training ground watching training sessions. But um, and that was you know well before my time. I was just a kid really, um, and then seeing him in games. But Wally was um, was outstanding to 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 play at that level and that consistent um, for the hundreds of games that he played for the club was uh, was outstanding and and even after after him Ian Andrews that came to the club yes um, yes to train with um, and the qualities that he had we I mean, we had a great coach at that time um, Alan Hodgkinson and we worked. We even worked all through the summer. We'd come in through the summer and uh, we'd, we'd have two days in the summer whenever everybody else was off. We'd go in and the, the, the groundsman, Keith Kent, at the, uh, at the time at the training ground, although this, it was summer and the grounds were rock hard, he'd come in and water a pitch for, or a, an area for us and we'd just be almost rolling around in mud but getting a lot of hard work in with some of the players coming in and the likes of Andy Feely, Ali Mocklin that had come in through the summer and they'd be oh. taking shots and <laughs> they're, working, they're some hard names, isn't well. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. And you know, so they were the sort of characters that you grew up with. So then the mentality of that hard work and doing that extra, you know, helped to ingrain into into any any young players. 
because I mean, while while you were there, Carl, there was quite like you you mentioned a couple. Paul Cooper was a was a great, yeah. star, you know, obviously penalty saver himself and a good a good keeper. Quite small. Um, yeah, Kevin Paul must have been there around the same sort of time, wasn't he? I'm trying to go back in my brain yeah. cells. Which were some of the keepers who were, you know, fighting for for that for that first team spot? I mean, really, it was. Um, oh, into the team it was Martin Hodge and obviously Paul Cooper around that time and then Kevin yeah. came on the back of me uh, <clears throat> I mean we, we kind of spoke before I got getting sent off but I got sent <laughs> off in a um, <laughs> I got sent off in uh, the Leicestershire Cup um, oh yeah where all the local, all the senior league clubs played in the in the Leicestershire Cup I think they still yes. play it now but it was played at Filbert Street and Paul Danson the, man, uh, the referee at the time he uh, he sent me off in the final of that, and that was about two games before the end of the season, or right at the end of the season. And then the uh, the 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 paperwork came through, and I had to miss the first three games of the following of the next season, which was the likes when Paul when um, Kevin Paul came in, and obviously he played the first three games, established himself. We went on a great run. Obviously, we got to the playoff final. And I got in at the end of the season, but um, it was yeah, it was it was yeah, Kevin Paul, um, Russell Holt came in a little bit towards the end, but he was only a young kid really, so it was really still me, and Kevin Paul. And then the, when I left, it was Gavin Gavin Ward came to the club. Yeah, yeah, so some yeah. Uh, some decent keepers. So that sending off cost you cost you a little bit then, Carl, for for really yeah. not, not a massive cup competition for the reality of no. it. No, it was a bit frustrating at the time, obviously. But, uh, yeah, you, know, you never know. A new manager comes in and he signs a goalkeeper. He's probably going to play him at the start of the season anyway. So, uh, it probably well, that might not have cost me my place. You know, it, um, you do always sort of think, well, if a pre-season had gone really well and then the manager saw you play and he might have put you in the team. But it's all what and ifs and you know, it's, all, it's all sort of yeah. water under the bridge yeah. now. Yeah, Jamie. Yeah, I mentioned in your intro, you had seven loans, right? Because you were here for um, eight years until you left Celtic. You had seven yeah. loans. One of them was at Liverpool. How did that come about? It was, I mean, that, that, it was that season that we nearly we nearly got relegated. And it was, um, I started the season. And then we, he, the manager brought in Martin Hodge when he was fit. And then... Uh, we played Liverpool in a reserve team game. Played the game, went home after the game, and then got a phone call the next morning to say that um, you're going up to Liverpool, and that that was about it. It was I don't think quick as that. Phone call. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think it was David Pleat that phoned me up. I think it might have been Gordon <clears throat> Lee, and just sort of said, you know, you're going up to Liverpool. No real choice, but it, you know, it was just a matter of. Uh, you're going up there and then found out that obviously Mike Cooper was coming down here uh, and just a bit of a, a, a bit of a swap. Um, don't know what it, never really got told what it was about, what it was all about. It was just a great experience to go there and sort of see the, the likes of uh, some of the players that were there at the time. I mean, you after leaving Leicester, you did go on to Celtic. You know, you made a few appearances there, a massive club, Carl. I mean, yeah. 60 odd thousand people up there. I was I was gutted to leave Leicester, obviously being local. Um, the, the manager had brought in Gavin Ward and Kevin Paul. Uh, he didn't take me on pre-season tour. Um, 
and it was, but it was still gut wrenching to leave. But you saw it was like of Celtic, so it was one of them clubs that you can't really sort of say no. You know, it's a great opportunity to go up there and uh, and try and establish yourself in the, in the team there. Because a lot of Stoke fans really, I've, some people. Yeah. There was a comment earlier about it, and some people that I know have said that he's you're quite a legend at Stoke, so you must have had a good time at Stoke as well. Seven years you already there. Seven long years. Yeah, yeah, played for quite quite a while there. Um, again, you know, ups and downs, ins and out, of the, in and out of the teams at times. But uh, I like to think I was loyal, loyal to Leicester, loyal to Stoke, loyal to whoever I played for. Uh, you know, I tried to, to give my all and. Uh, do the best you could. They always say it's a bit of a maverick position, don't they? Being a keeper, Carl, you've got to be a bit, a bit loony and a bit. It's it's a tough, <laughs> lonely sort of role, isn't it? Because if you do come out of the team, yeah. it is. It must be so hard to try and get back into the team. Well, you know, are, are you mental to be like a uh, a keeper? Uh, a little bit, I suppose you have a little bit. There's only there's only one position, isn't there? There's only one position. Yeah. There's only one place. Um, you're you're always up against it. You've always got to kick, kick, when you get in the team, try and try your best to stay in the team. Um, sometimes not always about your performances either. It's sometimes just about results and things like that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's tough, you know. And when things aren't going well, you know, you, you get the crowd on your back, and you, you yeah. know, you, you can hear everything uh, yeah. for the position that you're in. Yeah. Um, you know, and then obviously when things are going well, you know, people are. You know, jumping all over you. So it's great. You know, it's, it's it's great. You know, it was. I was lucky. I, I I got in that position. I played in that position, like I say, from the age of ten all the way through. So, um, but then I, I always wanted to get on pitch and score a few goals in training. <laughs> I got, got a question here from Soren, Jamie. Sorry, just Soren's yeah, asking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Carl, what's your expert views on on Casper Schmeichel then and his time at Leicester City? Because he he came obviously, I think, from Notts County. Been with us for nine years now. Yeah, I, I was at Notts County coaching Notts County at yeah. the time when I was at, when he when he came to the club with uh, with Sven, uh, and he almost won the seat, won that league for us that year some of the outstanding saves that he made his distribution skills were outstanding excellent you know left and right foot he worked hard at his game um he was very professional you know you could see it um you know who his dad was and the the background that he'd come from um Sven obviously fought a lot a lot about him to bring him into the club and he's been absolutely phenomenal while he's been at Leicester I think uh, uh, I think he's been uh, outstanding for God, how many years has he been there now? Eight, seven years? Nine, yeah, no, nine, nine, years, nine years. Eight years. Two thousand eleven. I, mean, I think he was. Yeah, I mean, he 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 went from from Notts County. I uh, I tried to get. I thought he'd come straight to Leicester from Notts County. Uh, from Notts County. I spoke to uh, a couple of people to to try and get him to go there, but he went to Leeds for a year. Um, ended up going to Leeds, and then Sven went in at Leicester, and Sven took him to uh, took him to Leicester. So uh, I'm not 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 sure what they what they really thought of him at the time when he when they were, when he first was going to go there, or when when he left Notts County. But um, Leeds took him, and then obviously Sven brought him back in there. So and he's, he's been outstanding. You know, he's some of the some of the saves he's made and. You've been down some of the, the live games and you've seen some of the, the saves that he makes live. 
in uh, in live play, and it's uh, you know his reactions are phenomenal. Jamie, yeah, I was just going to say on that point, Chris from uh, uh, Leicester till I die has asked, would you put Shilton or in his prime or Caspar in his prime? But who would you choose between them two? God, um, again, d- different eras. Um, but for now, you've got to say Casper because of his footwork and how he can control the ball with his feet. Um, so the the all round thing and how, what is what he's done at Leicester um, for the amount of time that he stayed has stayed at Leicester. Casper, I'd, I'll probably put him in there. But Schultz was, Schultz was unbelievable, wasn't he? Schultz was yeah. Schultz was different class. Um, it was very hard, very hard to choose. But uh, for a keeper going in now, if you're going to put a keeper in now, I'd probably say Casper because his ability with the, with the ball at his feet. I've got a question here from Karen. Karen Kennel says, "Carl, do you still live in Leicester? And talk us through what you're up to now, Carl." Yeah, I'm still in Leicester uh, in Quadiborough. So I never I've sort of moved away, obviously, when we went up to Scotland and moved to Stoke and lived in Stoke for a while, but moved the family back to Leicester. That's where the roots are. That's where the family is. Um, it's a great place to live. Um, we're uh, now, as for what I'm doing now, um, I'm, I qualified as a driving instructor when I was when I finished playing. So I still do that. I do that part time. I've been part time. I've been goalkeeping coaching part time at different clubs. Uh, since finishing playing at likes of Notts County, Northampton, Gillingham, uh, Chesterfield. Um, and at the minute, I'm working with Northern Ireland and Ian Barraclough at, uh, with the under-21s at Northern Ireland, as well as doing the driving school. So working at international level with on, on goalkeeping, under-21s? Yeah, I mean, it's been... Uh, it, it was great. I mean, I, when Ian went in there, uh, I went in with Ian after his first game. Um, and then we had the opportunity to go in full time at Chesterfield with Martin Allen, and um, <laughs> we had we had a, a short spell there. Results, tough, tough, tough club to go into at the time. They just had two relegations. Yeah. Um, thought we turned it round. Had a couple of great results at the start of the season, but uh, it was it was tough. No, results ended up not going great for us. Uh, left there, and then. Ian came in, for, asked me again to go to go in with the uh, with the under twenty ones with Northern Ireland. It was you know just a great opportunity again to back back get back into football and just be part of football, even though it's only you know away a for international breaks and international weekends. But um, still get to go and watch games, still go and get to see some young players. There's got a couple of good young young keepers there. Have you still got? got all I was going to say, have you got ambitions, Carl, to get back into like a club? club itself maybe last time I chatted with you a couple of years ago just before that you were you had a great spell at Northampton as well as a coach didn't you so is it ambition to get back at club club level I mean yeah you're, you're always sort of lucky it's in the blood you just sort of sort of say to the say to the wife you know that now perhaps you should just sort of concentrate and just get get on with life and uh, <laughs> yeah. and keep going with the football part-time and see what happens but if uh, if you get a phone call and Someone says that you, you fancy coming in. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. who knows? You never know what's around the corner. Um, but at, at the minute, it's it's enjoyable doing the driving, doing the uh, international stuff, and we've got we do fostering as well. We've got foster kids as well, 
um, which is interesting. And, you know, that's that's hard work in itself, especially at the moment with this uh, homeschooling. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't just take them out in the back garden, don't you, Carl? And just say, right, we're going to do 50 press That'll kick them out. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Jamie. One of, one of the There's questions I was going to ask. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> one of the questions I was going to ask, I've been wondering this for years, actually, is Adrian Bramley asked it, when a booking or sending off comes in, did the players actually pay the fine or was it the club? Because like at grassroots uh, football, it's a lot of money. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, um, it just got taken out of your wages. The basic fine from the, from the FA, I think was the same as, a, um, as any, you know, your local footballers, whatever it was at the time, 10 quid or whatever it was. Yeah. So oh, that just bit. came out. I didn't know that. That just, that just came out your wages, and then obviously you got a little fine on top of that. I mean, I got—I think I got done a week's wages for me uh, for getting sent off in the uh, in the league game. Oh, blimey! I didn't realise. I thought it'd be more. Yeah. Didn't think it'd be the same price, same as uh, local football. Yeah, yeah it cost me a fortune. Vegas. That did. <laughs> well, you shouldn't get off sent off so many times, did you? That was me playing centre half. That was well, I was more bookings than sending <laughs> off. But it was fun playing centre. Yeah, but I was playing for. Sunday morning football, though. <laughs> so it's a bit different when they all come up. <laughs> you pie eyed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hey, li- listen, we're all, lo- we're all local lads. You used to play for yeah. Carl. You said Sison Juniors, was it? Yeah, as a kid, yeah. yeah. I used to play for Thermiston Magpies, Beaumont Town, Thermiston Magpies. Who yeah. were you, Mag- Jamie? Uh, Ken Munchlow, Ken Munchlow Ken- Juniors. Yeah. My grandson go. plays for Thermiston Magpies now. Yeah. Yeah. When I so, uh, when I finished playing, my mate used to run a run a couple of teams and ended up playing uh, some of the men's men's football teams just for uh, just for a bit of a kick about ended up but the nomads played for the nomads a couple of times, played for uh the Magpies a couple of times. <laughs> so uh he, he dragged me in and wrote me in to play a couple of games for him. But again it was great just to go and catch up with the lads that were that were playing and st- some of my mates were still playing at the time as well. Yeah, great time. Carl, and here's another question for you. I'm sure as, as fans, when we used to stand behind you in the cop, we used to shout out, Mug, Mugo, Mugo. But I hear lots of people call you Mugsy. What? Where are we on nicknames? Yeah. What's the official? Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure fans used to call you Mugo. But, I thought yeah, it was. Lo- but players local, seem to call local. you Mugsy. Yeah, local local is always Mugo. Uh, yeah. For, uh, once we get into the uh, the football environment it was always mugs mugsy um for some reason uh but obviously called a lot of other names as well <laughs> did you used to get back in them days because you used to be, at filbert street used to be really close to the crowd did you yeah. used to get a lost stick from the away fan well any fans oh yeah yeah i mean yeah there was lots of stick floating around here there and everywhere i mean some of the stuff was uh was very close to the knuckle you know you can you know all the the, the stuff that's going around with racism and uh, all the you know everything that's that's going around now is uh, you know it's 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 crazy some of the stuff but yeah you, you used to get it's close it was very close to the edge some of it so it was yeah. uh, but you know you, you, you kind of took it on the chin got on with the game focused on the game and you know that that was it at, at the latter part of my career I probably had a few laughs with 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 fans, you know, when you when you're first, when you're young and you, you're starting off, uh, you try to focus on the game and not let it affect you. Whereas when you get a bit older, you sort of you hear a few comments and have a few comments back and try and get a bit of banter with with some of them. So it was, you know, that's that was uh, 
as you get older, it's it's a little bit easier. Yeah, because Alan Young's just put a comment. Well, a few minutes ago, going back on the nickname, he's put Muggs. Alan Young said Muggs there. So you know you must know Alan yeah. quite well, then, do you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's great. He was great, Youngie. Um, when when I started as an apprentice, they used to have the um, legends games. Um, obviously, some great legends playing then: Keith Wellow, Birchie, um, Alan Young. I think even Banksy played a couple of games, but Banksy always wanted to play on the uh, play on pitch, so they, ne- they never had a goalkeeper. So I'd end up going down to play for the Legends games and played a couple of games. Played at British Shoe a couple of times, just oh, for God. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's how long it's going back. So yeah. you know, it, it was great to go and play with some of them, Alan Wallet, you know, Keith Weller, some of them players. You know, even then, well, Frankie Wervo played a couple of games as well. So oh. you know, just seeing them. Just me. Just keep going with the names, Carl. He's loving this. Just keep going with the names. Name dropping. It was great. It was great. You know, for me going there, and obviously them players that I'd watched, um, John Samuels. Um, he'd, he'd played in. A, he'd played in a few games, and so you know, it was uh, yeah. That, even that was that was great fun. Fantastic, Carl. Listen, we've just run over, but it's been absolutely <clears throat> brilliant having you on. Look, no the Leicester, Leicester fans have loved listening to your stories. Hopefully, you'll come on again in the future for us. Anytime, anytime. Whenever Brilliant. you're struggling for a slot, give me a shout. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have to book you. I have yeah. to get, you, get your you number were... <laughs> from your daughter's boyfriend, or I can't remember who it is. And then, so I had booked yeah. you three or four weeks in advance. So you're not, you're not filling yes, just any know. old slot. <laughs> I know, I know. No, it's great. It's always great to uh, catch up and. You know, when you're talking, some of the memories that sort of come flooding back to you, you know, it's uh, even just sitting there, you sort of think about some of the stuff. It was, it was great, great times, great, great, great career. And just, you know, I loved it there. Brilliant. Well, it's been, a, been, been an absolute pleasure having you on Mugo. We'll definitely no, Mugo. Mugo. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Carl. Cheers. See you soon. All the best. Cheers, Carl. Thank you. Brilliant. Much appreciate Stay it. Safe. Stay safe. Cheers. We'll let Carl go. Thanks so much to Carl Joy. Another good one, Jamie. Another good one. Another good one. And he said it was definitely a dive. So there you go. We know it was. I could see it, it from the back stand where I was like half drunk at the back of Wembley. I could see it was through my boss eyed beer eyes. I could see it was a dive. <laughs> Trust me. So, uh, yeah, clearly. Another good one. All these, all these ex-players coming on. Great for them to give us the time and that. And the stories they come out yeah. with. I don't think we've heard the same story twice, really, have we? From Not any of all. them. Who have we got on? Who's on next week, Jamie? Next, next Wednesday night, we've got one of my favourites, old Stevie Linex running down that wing. Next Wednesday, yes. I might even not... grow it back. I might grow it back. Just should, we try and, should we try and grow them for next week? A Stevie Linex. He hasn't got it anymore, you know. I'm just going to... No, I'm no, he gonna, hasn't. I'm going to get a Sharpie. Four one on. Four one on. No, not Sharpie, Phil. That would never come off. I think that's what I'm going to go for. Definitely we're doing that, Jamie. Yeah, I'll be there. You know me, I don't mind doing making myself look at We'll have a Stevie line next Tash. Jamie, thanks for joining us. We'll see you on your You're Sunday, Sunday see show. You on Sunday morning, yes. 11 Fantastic. o'clock, aftermath show. No football yet, but still the boxes aftermath show. Brilliant. That's Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. He's off. Cheers, all. Sorry, Jamie's gone there. It's just me. It's, uh, well, 
absolutely amazing. Thank you for Jamie for sorting that one out again. Thank you for Carl Muggleton for coming on tonight. It's been absolutely brilliant as ever. Uh, Chappers would uh, be getting me to remind you to follow us at, at Leicester Fan TV on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, even on LinkedIn for those of you in the business world and Periscope. So go and follow us wherever you are on those. And as ever, these guys here, local businesses, Go like and support them. Don't forget, Jamie is live on Sunday in the Aftermath show. I actually think me and Jamie are live tomorrow lunch with Blue Van Man actually thinking about it, which has completely slipped my mind. What day is it today? I think we are Thursday at one o'clock. So we'll see you tomorrow lunchtime for a pint and a pie and a chat. Uh, from now until then, we shall see you. My name's Phil. This is Leicester Fan TV. Please like and share all our videos. Get on your feet! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.